You're listening to Exploring Chiropractic. I'm Nathan Cashin, and this is part four, the final episode in my short series of The Chiropractor Reviewed, my reading of my favorite quotes from Dee Dee Palmer's first book, The Chiropractor, which you can get online at Amazon for your Kindle for $3.99 by going to exploringchiropractic.com forward slash the chiropractor. In previous episodes, I have grouped these quotes together in categories, uh, beginning first with with uh, some quotes that I thought were surprisingly accurate for his time, moving on to other quotes that were actually inaccurate, and from what I understand about uh, physiology and pathology. And then I shared a few quotes about how uh, some people might mistake chiropractic for religion based on some things that Dee Dee Palmer said. I'm going to move on in this final episode to share some quotes about the subluxation. Now, Dee Dee Palmer, I think, almost never used the word subluxation in this first book. Um, he spoke mainly about displacement, uh, about luxated joints, but, but that phrase subluxation, I could not find. And yet it's quite clear that a subluxation is what he was talking about. Early on, on page 48, Didi says, The displaced bones of any luxated joint may impinge upon a nerve, or by their displacement cause a nerve to be stretched, thereby creating inflammation. That sounds almost exactly like the subluxation as we know it. And indeed, he continues and says, quote, these conditions may be relieved by adjusting the displaced vertebrae which impinge against the nerves. I'm a bit confused though because in this next quote, he challenges my understanding of a subluxation. He says, a displacement displaces vertebrae, spreads them apart, does not draw them together. You see, I don't understand how if vertebrae are spread apart, how that can impinge upon a nerve. Didi goes on to challenge what I think of as the premise for upper cervical chiropractic. Do you not see that the long, wide gap between the atlas and axis affords no possible chance for nerve compression, no more than there is between the atlas and occiput? If you think the first or spinal nerves can be pinched, compressed, or squeezed by the approximation of the atlas and the axis, or the drawing together of the occiput and the atlas, just try to explain such a condition to your next prospective patient. Well, Didi, challenge accepted. I have not yet taken an upper, upper cervical course, but I definitely need to look into this because I was under the impression that a displaced vertebrae at C1, C2 can indeed cause most of the issues according to upper cervical practitioners. Didi once again challenges my understanding, this time regarding intervertebral discs. He says, quote, the intervertebral discs are not compressed, made thinner. The nerves are not occluded, pinched, or impinged upon. We as chiropractors have no use for such unscientific terms as, quote, the spinal windows are occluded, closed up, end quote. Now, I'm not sure what he means by that uh, spinal windows are occluded. I'm assuming the IVFs. I haven't heard that used, but it is quite apparent that he's talking about either disc de uh, degeneration, disc derangement, or potentially disc herniations. 
it seems pretty obvious based on imaging studies that a herniated disc can pinch on a nerve. So I'm not really sure where he's going with this. But to continue on, Didi explains that the importance of bone pressure, nerve impingement, nerve tension, the all-important fact that the position of the osseous frame, the neuroskeleton of the human body, has all to do with the amount of nerve tension, normal or abnormal, known as nerve strain, the amount of heat, is never mentioned. In fact, is never thought of by the teachers of medical or chiropractic schools. Again, I'm a bit confused whether he's equating nerve tension and heat. I've heard that hypothesis thrown around a couple of times. It seems like early chiropractic schools taught almost exclusively nerve impingement and the importance of bone pressure. I might be misreading this one because he continues to say, Knowing the structure of bones and nerves, the names of each and all their surfaces, the descriptive terms, nomenclature and classification, their location and functions, do not inform us of the importance which chiropractors should attach to the position of bones. It sounds like his passion and, and love of anatomy wasn't quite enough to understand how the bones move. I don't know if he was suggesting that we also need to understand biomechanics or if he was or if he was suggesting that the philosophy of chiropractic is more important than the science. Well, as you can see, these quotes about the subluxation were quite challenging to my understanding of the concept. Uh, for my comfort, and just to wrap up this brief series on D.D. Palmer's The Chiropractor, I'll share my favorite quote that I came across. Early in the book, he says, Why remain satisfied with a meager knowledge of the science, art, and philosophy of chiropractic? Why not advance onward and upward toward perfection? I think that's something that all of us can agree with, with regards to elevating the profession of chiropractic. And that wraps up my quick review of Dee Dee Palmer's The Chiropractor. Thanks for listening, and once again, you can find it on exploringchiropractic.com slash thechiropractor. Small proceeds from your purchase on Amazon will go to Exploring Chiropractic to help me to produce this podcast, but you can always search for it just on your uh, Amazon account if you do not want any proceeds to go to me. Thanks again for listening. Please follow on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Check out my upcoming uh, interviews with students in South Africa. We'll see you next time on Exploring Chiropractic.